Welcome to the family with Mike Gelfin and Andy Bernard. See, it's all you need to know, ladies and gentlemen. No question about it. Um, so basically, we didn't really talk about it much on the morning show, but uh, I did not watch much of the debate. Mike, you said you didn't watch too no. much of the debate. No. There was a debate last Between night, Andy. Who? Republicans. Oh. Republican candidates. Okay. And basically, they talked over one another. You couldn't understand one word anyone was yeah, saying. I saw a couple of the video clips. I was, yeah. It was pretty hilarious. It was terrible. Yeah, just a bunch of it's a shit show is the only way to describe it. I agree. And it's all across the board. It's at a city level, a county level, a state level, the entire government. It's, it's all parties. Mm-hmm. They're all nuts. Well, Ugh. greedy nuts. Well, greedy nuts, yeah, it's a good way to put it, because it is all about the money, well, and yet it's, again. Well, it's about money, it's about power, it's about greed, but they all are very hard to discern one from the other. Yeah. Because you really can't. They all feed on each other. They all feed on each other. I don't know. I, As of today, as I said during the, during the morning show, I don't know who the hell I'm going to vote for. There are a couple of people I might be leaning toward, but then it's like they say these bizarre things. Well, yeah. until the primaries, it's... You don't even need to make a decision. No, I know, but well, yeah, we'll have They'll to decide see on someone, left. and then they'll get primaried, and then it's like, oh well, I guess that's not the one. I guess I can't vote for them because they're out of the mix. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just—why is it so hard just to serve the people? Because that's what you're supposed to be doing. Well, I mean, obviously you know why, because it takes billions of dollars now mm-hmm. to yeah. run a presidential campaign. It does. It does. And so your constituency. We are not the constituency. No. Oh, no, no, no. The lobbyists, the billionaires, they're the constituency. It is billionaires. It's. I I mean, it literally is just flat-out billionaires. I still, and Mike and I were talking about this, and Andy, I think, was in the conversation, too. How you can sit in your office or at your desk or in a meeting or whatever and say, we're going to shut down the government, you people are going to get zero income, but I still get every dime of my income. Yeah. How can you do that to people? Well, and, and the, we're in this place now where um, there's a group of people for whom this is all win-win. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Because if, if you don't want the government to be there anyway, if you've been convinced that government is a full, it's just totally a, a source of evil, right. then why wouldn't you just want to shut it down? Now, yeah, it'll cost the country trillions of dollars, yeah. but as you say, you're not paying for it. Does yeah, the government shutdown even actually shut anything that matters down, though? Well, people. They people. shut people down. They shut people down. They Hell have no income. Yeah, but they're not really the government. It shuts government employees down, but the mm-hmm. government itself well, but is the government still around. Function, well, it doesn't function nearly as well. There are mm-hmm. a lot of parts of it that, that actually can't function at all. Because you do need people to work there. I, I just saw this headline. I think I saw it the other day, too, but I forgot about it. Minnesota GOP says barring Trump would butcher constitution. Why would you want to borrow, bar Trump from a state he has no chance of winning anyway? Yeah, I didn't understand that. I don't understand. It's like he has no chance of winning this state. No, just bring him on. I mean, exactly. that's, that's fine. It's, it's the, the 91 felony charges. They'll, you know, they'll sort out. Is it still 91? Yeah, that's I think so. I think it's still 91, yeah. Four so, different indictments, but 91 charges of felonies. Do you think there's any chance we can get Menendez and the two Bidens and Trump and the, who's the other Republican that's being charged with a bunch of crap? Get them all in the same row on, in prison. Well, there's um, 
You see, I've, I've already forgotten his name. I have, too. And, I can't and, remember. And we were making jokes about him like a month ago. <laughs> it, yes, we but, were. But suddenly he just sort of disappeared into the landscape of crime and felonies. Yeah, and, so much now. So, yeah, so it's... Uh, it's a bad situation. Yeah, I don't really. It's really unfortunate that, that whole deal. Oh, you got to see a better picture of Mike. Uh, oh no, there is no such thing. <laughs> what do you mean? You cut a fine figure. Yeah, thanks. There we go. Yeah. There we go. We got Mike full on, full on angle now. There's a canted angle. You don't want that. Oh no, I don't want that. No canting here. No canting, damn it. No. But yeah, I just uh, and I know I and I really am. I, I think the reason I bring it up so much is I just I gotta vote for somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, last time I voted for Tulsi Gabbard, and that didn't work out too well because I think there were two of us that did that. <laughs> well, there were two of them either. Yeah, because she a, was two different people. She was two different people. You're, that's very true. And that's the thing when you can flip from being on far one side and then far on the other side mm-hmm. in like the course of a week. We've I had know. that happen multiple times just on this show. We've had politicians come in. They're like super moderate everyone. Yeah. We've got to get everyone to get along. We've got yep. to get stuff yep. going again. The second they get into office, they become extremists. It's true. Yeah. Because that's where the money is. Yep. Well, and they're working for different people. Yeah, they're working for different people. Do you think, well, I shouldn't even, I was going to say, you think we can ever figure this out? We can't figure this mm, out, can we? I don't think so. Too much money involved. Like I said, you know, we were talking about this, you know, in the morning show. Um, or is it now the mid-morning show? No, it's, it's, no, it's still be, the morning it's show. It's going to be in 7, 8, and 9. It's yeah. going to be 8, 9, and 10. Well, mm-hmm. That's a huge hour, though, for me. <laughs> 7 o'clock? Oh, it's good for you. Oh, an extra hour of sleep? Yeah, it's that's good just, for that you. That puts me on well, a normal, me too. normal schedule. Me too, for the first time in 38 years. Well, maybe, maybe you'll come to a point where you don't get up till say, 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, I can sleep all the way wow. to four thirty. Well, hey, if you're oh, if you're used to getting up at three thirty, four thirty is a luxury. 315, it's yeah. been a three fifteen. Three fifteen. Yeah. And I finally got to a point where I just wake up now at three fifteen. Yeah. But then I can go back to sleep. That's because you take enough medication. Mm-hmm. You get back to sleep. You got, you got to be very careful there because if you're only trying to catch an extra hour or two of sleep, mm-hmm. like they say till five thirty, from three fifteen, a couple hours of sleep. You better not take too much medication, or you ain't gonna be able to get up anyway. Yeah, so that's that's it's a balance. Thing. People people are always looking for some way to get to sleep, where the, it'll zonk them out, but they'll get up refreshed. Yeah. And it's just the, the there yep. are the effects do linger a little. Yeah, it's they not do. a real thing. It's not like oh, I feel like I got so much sleep. Yeah, yeah that's true. It is true. So in any case, we're just gonna get through this whole situation. I, what I this whole thing now has gotten so sad and all the major, what's well, all the major liberally run cities in America are having such a problem now no. with all of this stuff. It was, it was, it was New York City. It has to do with immigrant, immigration. Too many people, as you've said many, many times. Mm-hmm. It is true. We, we have too many people. We have a people problem. It's but not it, the people. It's just we got too many of them. What were the what were they cutting back in in all those places? Like Portland was named one of them, Colorado, uh, Denver, Colorado, mm-hmm. New York City. That was where they were getting rid of the targets, I think. Well, that yeah, that that too. The targets are all going away because of the violence. Mm-hmm. You know, when are we going to learn that you cannot allow people to just bust in and steal whatever they want? Because if you do, it's never going to stop. Well, every generation does learn that, but they have to learn it by experience. I suppose. I suppose that's probably true. Do you see an upside? Well, 
as, as, as I have said, I, the upside is probably a, a hideous plague, which will wipe out yeah, half right. or more of the population. It's probably going to happen. I mean, I, I, I don't want that to have to be the thing. But, no. But I, I sort of think that, I mean, I, I... Yeah, the more people we cram into cities, the higher likelihood that's going to happen. Yeah, and I, I hate to sound biblical because, you know, it's just, it's just a storybook. I don't mean to offend anyone, but from my perspective, it's a storybook. You know, it's written by a lot of different people, but I think they get yeah. a lot of they got a lot of things right too. Who was the king again that changed the Bible? King Which, James was a king. Well, King James did the Bible in the first place, right? Well, one version of it. One yeah. version of it, yeah. yeah. But then there was another king that came along in England and changed it because he wanted to get married. Oh, uh, that was Henry, I think. No, it was Henry. Was it Henry the Eighth or Henry the Sixth? I think. Or? Who, yeah, let's might have been see. Henry the Sixth. I'm not sure, but he changed. Mm. He changed the Bible. It's, you're talking about the Anglican Church, the yes. Church of England. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Who Which basically basically that? became the Episcopals. <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. Yeah. So it was Henry the Eighth. It was Henry the Yeah. With the Episcopals, you could just contribute money, and then it would be okay. See, I well, you mean like now? Well, Gee. they were ahead of their time. Yeah, yeah. they were. Ahead of you're their talking time. about indulgences. Yeah, the indulgences, exactly. Yeah. They can figure out a way to make money off of anything. Yeah, it just gets us back to Lenny Bruce, doesn't it? I loved Lenny Bruce so much. He did some great bits on that. He he just was going on and on and on, praising how wonderful it was to be able to pee into a sink. (laughs) I mean, only Lenny Bruce. Well, his his contention was that... And it was a metaphor. It His was, contention yes. was that everyone has pissed in the sink at Every, some point exactly. in their life. <laughs> I have. I when I when I when I heard that bit, and like I was like thirteen the first time I heard that bit. Right. I thought, God, I better go home and pee in the sink because <laughs> I've never, never done it. It's probably not a Jewish thing to pee, uh, pee in the sink. No. Probably not when no. you think of it. Catholic, it is. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's it's kind of like you know the workers. The workers peeing. Oh, okay. Yeah. That kind of deal. Yeah. I yeah. For me, that like that that would be the lowest a human being could ever go. He peeing into a sink. Yeah. Like, okay, then that's it. I'm done now. How about pee in the bed? That'd be worse. Well. Well, that's an accident. Well, everybody has peed in the bed. That's true, because that's an accident. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you you drink like say. A six-pack of Colt 45 beer, or whatever that thing was called. Remember Colt? Colt 45. Colt 45, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. was malt liquor. It wasn't it was beer. Malt, it wasn't beer. It was malt liquor. You yeah, right. then you might pee in the bed. I had, yeah. I've had malt liquor one time. I was expecting it to taste more malty. Malt, more malty, yeah. But no, it basically just tasted like very low-quality beer. Yeah, yeah bad that's, beer. That's right. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly right. And and the name malt liquor is very misleading. It sounds more delicious than it is. Was it uh, higher in alcohol content? Oh, yes, yes, much. I thought it was. Yeah. Oh yes, it was right. It was just below uh, Ron Rico one oh, one uh, <laughs> one fifty one one fifty one. I have. Is five point six percent. It's a little higher than beer. It's not that much, but not it's much. it's pretty high well, it's compared enough. to normal beer. I, I tried all that stuff in my year of alcoholism. Yeah. I had one year. One year in high school it? when I drank a lot. Because, oh, it was high school? Yeah, because I thought, like, oh, this will help my depression. Not <laughs> it. I did not, no. No, did not help my depression. You know what's so funny about that, Mike, is that you have to be very careful with sleep medication because it does the same exact thing. It can either put you to sleep or it could make you even more depressed. Oh, yeah. Mike and I yeah. were just talking about that, this medication they put me on. I cannot take it. It made me much more anxious, and I couldn't sleep at all. 
Wow. And that's a sleep medication. So it all depends, I suppose, on mm -hmm. what went on in your brain before and the fact it's having on whatever, whatever damage you did to your own brain, I guess. Well, I did a lot. Me too. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad though I got, I got over the alcohol thing in, in the space yeah. of a year. And then I said, well, this isn't working because mm -hmm. I thought I could turn myself into an alcoholic and that would solve my problems. Yeah. But, happen. you know, you're either an alcoholic or you're not. Well, it's funny about that that you mentioned that very thing because I stopped drinking when I was 21. I just decided one day I don't want to drink right now. I, got, I want to be successful in mm -hmm. life. Yeah. And if I drink, I won't be successful. Well, that's basically what I, the conclusion I came to. Absolutely. And, and I then, thought, you know what? I can obsess on writing, and that will do the same thing for me. Yeah, there you go. Which wasn't healthy either. No. Because when you're working 70 hours a week, that's not a plan. No, that's true. You know, but I will say this. The one thing that keeps me sane is gambling. Now you love gambling. That's true. And I don't gamble much. I mean, I don't gamble for much money. Now, I did at one time. Now, now that I've, well, basically when I started taking antidepressants, that would actually work for me. Mm -hmm. Then I would, then I would go from betting, you know, maybe a hundred dollars on a game to $10 and $10 is fine mm -hmm. because it yeah. gives me something yeah. to think about, to worry about. And uh, God knows I'd be thinking and worrying about a lot of much more horrible things. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. So this, it just engages me and then it's over and then everything's cool. So that's wonderful that you, you have something like that in your life. I, I don't have anything like that in my life. Well, yeah, but you've got a happy marriage. I do have a very happy marriage. That's true. I'm not happy today because she's in New York. But, you right. know, I've been chastised over and over for that. I probably do act a lot different when your mother's out of town, don't I, Andy? Uh, maybe a little. Oh, you're just seeing a little? Because they yeah. said it was a lot. Hmm. That it was a lot different, that I was crabby because Catherine is not home. Well, you're crabby all the time, Andy. Anyway. I am always, yeah, that's true. I'm a north side guy. Yeah. It depends on how long she's gone for, too. Yeah, that's true. It's only a few days. She's only gone, I'm picking her up on Saturday, so it's only two more days. That yep. does help. You say you're picking her up. It just always reminds me of the great emo joke. I love You know which one I'm talking about? No. Emo says, he says, well, I, I picked up my mother in, uh, at the airport uh, last night. It was dark in that lounge. <laughs> <laughs> I picked her up at the airport. He was, what happened to him? He's, He's gone. still around. Is he? Yeah. I haven't heard his name in a long no, time. No, Emo's still making the circuit. God, I hope so. I but thought he was hilarious. He used to play uh, Acme basically once a year. Absolutely. I don't he think did. he does anymore. Uh, it doesn't sound like He's it. He's probably gearing down. Well, he's probably that age. He's at an imagine. age where that kind of travel would wear a guy thin. God, Unless, of course, funny. you're in a band. Yeah, that's a whole and, different And then you can it. be touring like every day of the year when you're 90. You know, we had Frank Caliendo in yesterday. It was so great to see Frank in studio again. Just a really, really nice guy. And we've had some people coming in. We got uh, Crash and Burn next week, right, Andy? Uh, yes. Yeah, looking forward to that. What? So that'll be what? Good. Crash and Burn is a deal they do every year at uh, Acme Comedy Company. Oh, yes. You know okay. that deal. Sure, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we've had it on the show multiple times. So oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be great. I look forward to that. I just would like to see people get out. Can people laugh, though, right now? Is it is it much harder to laugh? Well, for some people, it's impossible. But God. for other people, it's a, it's a saving grace. Why is it that people want to go after one another the way they do? It makes no sense to me. 
Well, it's, uh, it's, I don't think people are necessarily born with the instinct. Um, maybe they were at some time. I don't think anymore, but now people are just made into that sort of thing because it's, it's what, you know, it's what is always assaulting you. Like uh, watching, if you watched the debate last night, you'd want to be angry at just about everybody. Well, that's probably true. That's, but I've never watched a full debate in my life. Well, I haven't either. And I don't think the debate, I'm only using that as an example because right, I don't think right. they had great ratings. I doubt it, yeah. Andy, would you mind checking to see the ratings last night for the, for the debate on, was it on Fox? Is that where it was? I, I don't think. know. I, think I actually don't Fox. know. I don't either. But um, I think it was on, that's what I'm assuming. But, you know, you remember when in the, at the first debate and uh, Trump did the, uh, the Tucker Carlson interview instead and claimed that there were 240 million people watching it. 240 million people watching that show? Watching Tucker Carlson. Boy, that's, uh, a, that's a pretty big seems number. Seems a little high. Interview <clears throat> Donald Trump. Wouldn't that be every adult in America? Uh, pretty much, yeah. yes. But this, of course, <laughs> and, I, and I don't, I think he might have been talking globally there. Oh, globally they're watching yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, probably, probably a little bit high, that estimate. 200, what was it, 240 million? 240, I think he said 240 million, something 240 like that. Million he people. may have said more. I'm sure one thing, if he said 240 million, it's 300 million by today. Probably. You, you know, it's so interesting. find ratings. Oh, you can't? No. I can find the power rankings, though. Okay. That's uh, Number one is Trump, obviously. Uh, the contenders, apparently, are Ron DeSantis and Tim Scott. Oh, those are the two contenders left? Well, yeah. I, well apparently. I, but I, th- I do think that, um, I'm not sure, but I think that, uh, that uh, Nikki Haley now has moved into the number three position. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. There, she's in fifth, according to Fox. How about 538? What do they say? Yeah, I would go with them. But, of course, it fluctuates a little bit. Yeah, it does every It doesn't tr- fluctuate. Trump's numbers don't fluctuate. No. No, he's at, what, like 55% Yeah, or something? something like that. Yeah. They like number. DeSantis the best, then Ramaswamy, then Haley. Okay. They don't even have... Trump did Trump debate? No. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This is just people who actually yeah. debated. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as far as support goes, they say uh, DeSantis number one, then Trump, then Haley. Mm. And apparently oh. Haley's tr- uh, support went way up after the debate. She went from thirty percent to forty six percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she got off some good lines, and she smart and she sort of positioned herself as as a moderate, which she isn't, but she sort of positioned herself that she's way. She's not moderate. Well, she hasn't been in the past. I, I no, know anything She's been about really her. hardcore, but yeah, no but she fluctuates she though. Does she? And you you know it's politics. You need to fluctuate, right? Why do these politicians all now think that they can do whatever they want to do? Because they can. But why are we allowing this is what I don't understand. Mm. I mean, I'm not exactly Mr. Suit and Tie to work every day myself, but why would you let this Fetterman show up looking like a complete bum? <laughs> it does. What is yeah. the good, what's the upside hey, of doing it's that? it's his look, okay? Yeah, it's his look. It's like me. I, I got my homeless casual look. Can you imagine... I can't imagine any other country in the world doing that. Maybe they do. Oh, well, yeah, it depends. I mean, look, in many countries, the, uh, the, the Senate or House or Parliament 
You know, you got like daily fist fights going. Yep. On. Yeah, they do. That's true. Namely, they like Southern fight. Europe area, Eastern Europe area. That whole, yeah, mm-hmm. and we're not far from that. No, no, we're it will not. happen. It will. Happen. Well, it did happen in the past hundred years ago. Right, or so. going a little back. more but than hundred years the ago. The cycle now is coming right back to that. Get a little Aaron Burr going. Well, you just can't have the kind of rhetoric you have without mm-hmm. it coming to blows eventually. Why has it gotten so severe? Because it's all the same bullshit. It's because of identity politics. So it's that's, because that's it. It's 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 like it's a daily page out of Leviticus. Yeah. If if your neighbor doesn't pray to the same God you do, well, you just kill him. Mm-hmm. I still have never understood that. <laughs> Why would I give a rat's ass who your God is? And and I live. Who cares? And I live amidst people who uh, take that pretty seriously. Yeah, they do. They do, don't they? Oh yeah, they don't look at me. You're the wrong kind of Jew? If I walk down the street and I see an Orthodox Jew coming my way, then what I do is I, I take a quick glance at them. They take a quick glance at me, mm-hmm. and, and I will go. I will say something like, eh. That's it? That's it. That's enough? Yeah. Now, not if it's a woman. If it's a woman, I cannot look at her. I'm not allowed to look at oh, her. No, you're not allowed to if, look at her. I will her, shame right? her if I look at her. Yep. So I immediately avert my glance. It's a good idea. Yeah. No question. Well, you know, once you get used to the system, it's not hard to fall in line, which is sort of sort of a scary thing. When I was a boy, Mike, where did all the hardline Orthodox Jews live? Because they didn't live in North Minneapolis. Well, I never remember seeing New York City, I would imagine. Yeah, I would say New York City, but I would also say that uh, there has been such an incremental increase in the Orthodox community because while while the rest of the Jews are having two kids, they're having Mm ten. They're having ten. That's exactly all you gotta know is a little bit of simple math. Yep. And you know, I know that I used to I used to talk quite a bit to an Orthodox Jew who lived across the street from me and a nice guy and we got along fine. Um, just so long as we didn't uh, didn't talk about things like what we believe in. Yeah. You know, like he told me he told he told me I asked him one time, I said, Well why is it that that you believe that homosexuality is a sin? And he said, because God said so. God told him? Yeah. Well, God, he interpreted God's message. Oh, he did? Okay. Biblically, yes. And, and so how that do you know it's God? I, of course, Ned. I mean, you can't get into that because that's not a discussion oh. th- they're going to have with you because okay. it is God. Okay? It, it, just, just, is. it just is. It just is. Yeah. Okay. So that's the whole thing. It, it just is. But, you know, he, I mean, like I say, I got along with him because we, we didn't discuss those things at all. You know what I don't understand about that is, my, like, my God, if I have a God, first of all, it doesn't look like a human, I, I don't think. It's not really no, probably ma- not, but ma- we can only of, imagine it as a human. Yeah, that's exactly the problem is our imagination gets in the way. Well, it says we were created in his image. In his so image, you would assume true, that yeah. we look at least something like him. So in the other words, we created him in our image, yes. and he created us in his yeah, image. Yeah. Well, That's that. Okay. Yeah. That, that works. Well, you know, it's just like the old saying, you know, it, it, which has been turned into great humor, was, you know, if, if God didn't exist, we would have to invent him. I would agree. And then, you know, you yeah. go on from there to saying yep. things like, well, if, if Ron DeSantis didn't exist, we would have to invent him. And, you know, it just goes <laughs> on and on. And then you just it get does. confused like hell. Yeah, I don't understand why that's the, 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 but, why it's so But these important. people, but the you know, but the the Orthodox Jews, you know, believe in of course just just as Orthodox of any other religion. It wouldn't matter; they could be Lutherans, Catholics, but they believe they believe that you have to take all this literally. 
all so, of the so imagine that. stuff. Imagine that. You spend your whole life reading five chapters of a Bible. Your mm-hmm. whole yeah. life. Yep. And in one of those chapters, you are told that you're supposed to kill people if they don't believe in the same God you do. <laughs> so that kind of gets inside your head is what I'm saying. And you have no proof there actually is a God. Well, but then there's the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. So it's like, which one do you follow? Yeah. That's well, the thing is there's a lot of, right. uh, like, is this does this apply to me? Because there's two different rules that contradict each other. Yeah. So you have to figure out which one actually applies. But there isn't that much contradiction if you just go with those five chapters. That's it. Well, no, that's the thing. That's everything. So that's that. That definitely helps you to to guide you on a very stern and narrow path. Well, when were the Ten Commandments in the Bible? Wasn't that during Exodus? Was it? Let's see. I think it, I think it may have been. I think you're right about that. But I'm not because they were handed down to Moses. Right. Yeah, and he uh, had the tablets and the yeah. brass bowl and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you're Exodus, right. It had, it Exodus had to and be. Deuteronomy. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah. And then so right Genesis, away they Exodus, go. Exodus, Leviticus. So Leviticus actually came after the Ten Commandments. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So does it supersede them? They're obviously not compatible. It makes you think. But, you know, I think, th- I will say this. I believe that the Orthodox Jews have, whether they'll admit it or not, they have, you know, out of just convenience, they have looked at some of these, some of these dictums in, in, the, uh, in the Old Testament as metaphors. It's yes. really the only way you could possibly... Yeah. Believe both. Well, a lot of things are very obviously metaphors. And I think a lot of things also were designed to make sense back then, but not now. Well, and the other thing is, you know, they were uh, probably written by two different people. So They were written by multiple different people. Right. We know the authors of, I think, most of the books of the Bible. And they're they're all over the place. There's numerous. Yeah. So... It just gets it gets you in a mire, and yeah. and so you know you you adopt certain passages. Let's see. So Moses wrote the first six. It looks like. So, so he, he wrote the entire old commandment. Yeah. Old, so he yeah. wrote that. That that would be the uh, the it, Torah, right? The Torah. That would yeah. be the five books are you know, yep. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Numbers and Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Yeah, that's 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 that is what. Yep. That's the Torah. And that's Moses wrote it all. Moses was yeah. the, the Torah guy. He also wrote Psalms, but I guess we don't really care so much about Psalms. Well, I love some of those hit Psalms are still in my head. Oh, mm-hmm. there's no question yeah, about but, it. But no, I mean, it's... it's 5,000 years running. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this, at Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant.
Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. But it really is. It always struck me. I never, even as a kid, I couldn't understand why you would spend an entire year reading those five chapters and then spend the next year reading them again. I mean, at some point, wouldn't you want to move on? Well, it's like rewatching a favorite movie. You always find something new to new new to appreciate. I can't even do that. I can't do that. I can't either. I've never been one to rewatch movies over and over. I'm gonna run something by you guys. Should I be thinking that God is watching over me today? Depends on who you ask. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, losing my job last year, mm-hmm. getting fired. I did not retire like they said I did. They fired me. Mm-hmm. They forced me out, right. right? Which is their business, whatever. After 37 years, sure. they could have been a little nicer about it, but yeah. whatever. Okay, so I lose my job, and it was a really good job, all mm-hmm. the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of went on, and I worked harder and spent more hours, and thank God a lot of advertisers stepped up. The Hubbard stepped all the rest of it. Uh, there are a couple of other things like, man, i got to put this together, got to put that together, and all of a sudden the help for that would just show up. <laughs> Seriously. I so, know. It's hmm, just funny, though, to think of it. It's really weird. So I should be thinking now, and basically at the end of this, I am doing better now financially than I was when I was working there. Yeah. Should I think that was God that did that? Because this, two of these things showed up out of nowhere. Well, if you, if you want to believe it. See, that's what I'm saying. Now, I look back at my family history, and I say everything happens for a treason. <laughs> well, that might be true. I'm going to adapt that as my new mm-hmm. model. Which I love. I love that anyway, by the way. Well, thanks. Yeah. But do you think most people go, well, that was obviously God. There were three steps to the deal. Mm-hmm. That was obviously God, and maybe there is a greater good or something like that. I got no problem with that. Or if there is a God, I got no problem with that either. But I should probably believe that that I didn't that I didn't work to make that happen. Right. That it only happened because there's a, a supreme being that made it happen for me. And then, and then of course, if you believe that, then you believe well, you know, that's God is the reason why eight million Jews were right. Know, Right. Killed by the Nazis. I still don't. I don't know how you can that. play it both sides. Yeah, you can't. Now I yeah. I, I don't I don't know if you remember this, but I brought the entire morning show to a halt one day. I thought it was every day. Well, yeah, and, and metaphorically, yes. yes but yes. literally in this case, like there was just total silence. No one knew what to say. But most people on the morning show were angry at me for saying it. Were they? This was a woman who um, she was um, she she is a, a caller. One of our mem- many listeners who re- just regarded themselves as a family member. Yeah, and that's true. basically yep. how the morning show was so popular. It was, yes, because they felt comfortable telling us things yep. that most of us wouldn't feel comfortable telling anyone. Mm-hmm. And this woman talked about her battle with breast cancer. 
Yes. And uh, and uh, it wasn't what you're thinking of. It wasn't the famous line. That, that was a great line. Which was a great one. We'll get to that in a minute. I'm okay, sure. we'll get to that. <laughs> but this was a woman who talked about her battle there and, and how it had been tough. And um, But, you know, she said that... Um, she said that she had come through it, and uh, and and then she said, you know, um, you know, Tom, uh, everything happens for a reason, and 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 uh, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Right. And I said, you know, that it's interesting because uh, my my great grandfather, uh, he uh, he always used to say the same thing. Of course, that was before he was killed in the Holocaust. <laughs> That's real. Total silence. Total silence. And there was at least one member of the morning show who was very angry at me for saying that. At least one. Very angry for saying that? Yeah. Was was one of them a Jew? No. I didn't think so. Who would be... Why would somebody who's not a Jew be mad at you about that? Well, I guess because I was... Not terribly... uh... It was white, an, I suppose. Sort of an, well, it was sort of an atheistic thing to say. Not really. Well, it I mean, could be easily. Uh, no, I suppose. No, yeah. I mean, but it was someone who obviously wanted to believe that God has a plan for all of us. Yeah. Which I certainly could never possibly believe, and and no. I do find it offensive when people I say understand. that yeah. because you know it's like when you say you know oh man I tell you you know I was in this horrible plane crash. And like 80 people were dead, and I was the only one who walked away. And but you know, I mean, uh, God obviously has a plan for me. That's what they think. Yeah, uh, yeah that's mm-hmm. what they think. And it, not thinking about how offensive that is. I know. There's like hundreds you of losers. people. There's yep. like thousands of people out there yeah. mourning the death yep. of those 80 people. But yep. God had a plan for you. And all I can say about that is, fuck off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not going that route. So now, in a in a, in a lighter <laughs> moment. It's not that light, but it's it was another moment where it brought us to a halt, but not not for different reasons. And of course, that was the woman who talked about her battle with breast cancer, also. Yes, yep. But of course, she talked about the fact that you know she had been a long struggle, and she was really grateful to her husband who was with her all the way through chemo and Very everything. Nice. And uh, and it was sort of bringing the conversation to a halt, and I think we were ready to move on. And we all loved the fact that she talked about this. And, uh, and then the last thing she said was, yes, um, yes, my husband's been great, and he sure does miss the titty sex. Oh, God, I love remember that, that moment? I love of course that you do. So we much. all remember that. We all remember that. It, it might have been the most profound moment <laughs> ever on the morning show, certainly in the ones that I was a part of. My whole career <laughs> had to be, I, honest to God, I mean, it was so touching that she would share that with us. I agree. And awkward, very awkward, but it was still so touching. But it meant a lot to her, obviously. It obviously did, and that, that means it meant a lot to us. So the one question I do have, because I know we're supposed to be created in, in his image, was the, that, that was their claim, but why is it that the ruler of the universe just happens to look just like me. <laughs> How did that happen? Well, I mean, why is it that robots look like us? They do. Because we made them. Yeah, they don't have to look like us. Yeah, yeah they don't it have to. It just makes sense. Thing. If you're going to make something, make it look like you. Make it look like a human being and, and made out of tin. 
I, no, look, I, I, you I, want to believe in God? That's great. Just don't shove it down everybody else's throat and don't use it to kill people. And, and growing up on Cretan Avenue, yeah. where there were a lot of Catholics, but there, of Catholics, there were yeah. Jews. Mm-hmm. Uh, my best friend was the son of a myth- Methodist minister. And so there was, there was a big mix there. Mm-hmm. And it was an unwritten rule. You don't talk about religion. You know, there are certain things you just don't talk about. Yeah. You get into those yep. discussions, and then pretty soon people are defending their religion and saying your religion isn't the right one. See, that's the problem. We I don't have need with it. to do that. I got no problem if somebody's religious. Just keep it to yourself. Well, right. and that's, Good for you. And honestly, that in the 1950s, when I was a child, a little child, that was the rule. Let's keep it to yourself. It's just, there are things I you don't agree. talk about. You know, I, and again, I'm not saying you, you, you should be ashamed. That's not no, what I'm that saying wasn't at all. It at all. It was respect for everyone else. Exactly. It was out of respect, and we don't got no respect no more. We do not. Well, there were, people got a little bristled this morning because I, I said this whole idea that skin color is all that meant. Poor people are poor people. I don't give a rat's ass what your skin color is. You're going to get treated like shit if you're poor. Well, I think I think it's yeah, I mean, but then of course the question becomes, you know, are you poor because you're black? And let's face it, I mean, when you come from generations of slaves, mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, it's a problem and, and bigotry. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been to have been in the South where people are more open about it. Yeah, and and it's still like that in the South. They don't want you to vote. Those white people do not want you yeah, to vote. Yeah, you talking down there, Mississippi, Alabama, all those. Spots. And when Tim Scott says that that. Um, he says that welfare was worse than slavery. I don't think, I think what he's saying there, this is a black man telling white people what they want to believe. I don't know about that. I, I just, you're being paid. I under, kind of understand what he was saying. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he delivered it in the best manner, all the rest of it. It is, my family was on welfare when I was a kid right. for a while. So would you rather have been a slave? Yes. Well, I was a slave anyway. <laughs> it's true. So, you know. Yeah. No, it's it's very embarrassing to have because you used to have to go pick your check up back then. Well, right. It didn't just go into your account. It didn't go into your account, or you didn't come in the mail. Mm-hmm. You had to go pick it up at the welfare office. Yeah, I can see where. And every time my mother would ask me to go pick it up for her, uh, it was me and a, a, a lot of minorities, and they all thought it was hilarious that I had to be there because I was a white kid. <laughs> Yeah. They thought that was hilarious, yeah. which was a bit embarrassing, i got to be honest with you. Yeah. But but you know what that did for me? Hmm. It drove me to succeed. Mm-hmm. I said, I will succeed. And I, I was lucky enough that it was planted in my head. I don't have to screw people out of money. I don't have to cheat anybody. Mm-hmm. I can go out and make money at several different things. Well, but, you know, the thing is, which I we've had the conversation before, is, yeah, you, you worked hard. I mean, God knows, I, like I said, mm-hmm. I work 70 hours a week. Right. But, but the thing is, it's, if you've got talent, it's a hell of a lot easier. Oh, it's a lot easier. Because I know people who were just as depressed as I was, mm-hmm. who were just as ADHD, just as OCD, but they didn't have talent. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I could name one of my great friends who kind of fits that bill to a T. And he was, he was a good friend of mine, and he... Throughout life, you know, everything went wrong for him. He yeah. wound up having a leg amputated. Jesus. He was in a, you know, he lived in a cockroach-infested room, 
and which caught on fire. God. And uh, so, you know, but this was a guy, if he'd had a lot of, I mean, he was a nice guy, he was smart, he just didn't have talent. Did I know him? Uh, no, you've heard me talk about him many times. Yeah, but he's, I didn't know. He's now deceased. And, Jesus. Um, but, you know, that was the other side of it. So oh, I understand. And if, and if I hadn't had talent, I mean, I'm not saying I was the most talented person You're in the world. You're a very talented guy. But I had, I had my writing, which got mm-hmm. me through everything. Yep. And if I hadn't had that, I don't know. I can't really say what would, I wouldn't be here today, I know that. Well, so you get asked that question a lot. Like, people always ask me, where did you get that ability to be able to just, you know, like, riff on things like you do? Mm-hmm. And I have no idea. Right. It's talent, no but it is talent. It is talent, but I don't know where the hell it came no, from. No, because you can't study that. No, you can't learn. No one how to can do teach that. you that. That's exactly right. You cannot learn how to do it. It just happens for some reason. Yeah, I don't really know why, but but yeah, I, I going back to all this stuff. I, I just really wish that people would uh, dial her back a little bit. Yeah, it'd be nice. That'd be really great. Just calm down. Yeah, my dad. You know, when he was. Uh, when he was in his 80s and suffering from dementia, although I don't know if it had anything to do with dementia, but he liked it to be about 88 degrees in his in his house, <laughs> in his assisted living room. Oh, my grandpa at the end there, yeah. Oh, well, for my dad, it was like that for decades almost. Was it really? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. we'd go over to his house. Well, he's pretty thin, wasn't he? Well, he was thin like me, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, so that, that makes it even colder. Oh, it does. It, There's no, no question. No doubt it, it does. Like, I like it to be... I'm 73. I like it to be about 75 yeah. in my house. Yeah. So that's not like, but it's not like, I mean, you could grow orchids in my dad's house. <laughs> and like, we'd go over there. He had an air conditioner. He never, ever turned no. it on. Not and after my did. mother died, never turned it on. Sure. And it would be like in the mid 80s and you could smell the dead fish in the wastebasket. Oh, God. And yeah. I'd say to my dad, God, mm-hmm. dad, it's, 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 you know, it's like, it's really hot in here. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's just... It's just um, really uncomfortable. He'd say, well, you can crack a window. Like, that was when it was 90 outside. Sure, that'll so do you it. can crack a window. Get a nice cross breeze going. <laughs> so, so what I'm getting at is I always wanted my dad to lower the temperature in the room. Yeah. And uh, that's what I would like to see civilization do at this point. You lower the temperature. Yeah. That's exactly, that'd be so nice. But our leadership will not allow that. No, they, they need a high temperature. They need, they do. All Absolutely. the strong men ever needed a high temperature. That's exactly right. So I don't know what. We are I, supposed I, to live in fear for their comfort. You're right. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. And I don't understand. I don't want to spend my whole life wandering around feeling sorry for myself or doing this or doing that, blah, blah. Just get the hell out of my way, which they're not doing right now, by the way, getting the hell out of everyone's way. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, it does bother me that all of this misery is just not necessary. And we're seeing it creep up into every aspect of our civilization, especially yep. in schools, which, mm-hmm. which is the death knell. I have a friend who's a therapist, and, uh, and she said that um, in the last year or so, like about half of her clients have, have been retired or not retired so much but school teachers who left mm-hmm. left their teaching jobs because it just wasn't safe anymore yeah and so what do these people have in common they are living in fear everybody is now and that's that's boy does that traumatize someone i don't know that there's no getting around that there's no question my about brother that. was like that <clears throat> yep always lived in fear and do you know of what 
Um, well, he never really had a great moment. He had polio when he was five. Right. And then my mother, who had Munchausen's by proxy, mm. came along, and she wanted him to live in fear so that she oh. could address it. Yeah. I mean, and, and when my mother started to say and do the same things about me, my brother jumped in. Oh, did he, he really? He never defended himself, but he, he would say he would, just, he would just start screaming at her, you know, leave him alone. But there was no one to say leave my brother alone. Yeah, that's right. How old was he when he died? He was um, 49. 49. Yeah. And, and that's been a while. I think it was 49. It made it, well, let me think. Uh, uh, he might have been, no, I'm, I think he was 51. Oh, he was 51. It was, um, yeah, I think he was 51, yeah. And I thought, like, well, he's, certainly he's going to stick around for the millennium. No. But he did not. He did, how old would he be now? Well, now he'd be 76, and I think about that. Oh, he's 76. I think about it all the time. I think about, like, we could be having lunch today. Yeah. Yeah, losing a brother. Well, my brother Troy died very young. Yeah. And, you know, it was a whole different deal. Still a different deal, but it's still Well, not really, though, because Troy is dead because he couldn't handle his depression, just like your brother. Yeah. Didn't My brother didn't kill him. Well, he did kind of. Slow. He did the slow, slow term. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people do that through alcohol, maybe drugs, yes. whatever. That's what Troy did. Yeah. Troy was not happy, which is right. unbelievable. And my brother, you know, he he'd been a heroin addict when he was sixteen. Yeah, you were telling me that. So you know, he went that route, and it's funny because the shrink that he was seeing, first of all, she was very angry. The that, shrink was that my brother killed himself. Oh yeah, she you know it made she her took, look bad. It made her look bad. Yeah, and I talked to her on the phone once, yeah. and she she talked to me on the phone. I got her to talk to me for like ten minutes, and she never took a call after that. that I, all, I, all I wanted to do was follow up once. Exactly. But no, she she wouldn't do it. And but she told me in those ten minutes, she said it would have been much better for your brother. To, to be using heroin. That would have been the one thing that might have gotten him through everything. If he could have used it under supervision, uh, he... How do you think about that? He needed that drug. That's right. If he needed the drug, why couldn't he have it? Exactly. So, something to do with taxation, something to do with, well, you got to do this, you got to do it. I mean, they there's a form of heroin that's that's used in medicine all the time, isn't there? There's many forms. Well, of many forms. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know, and in Scandinavian countries, you know, they provide people with with the heroin and the needles if they need it. Mm -hmm. And uh, but people here, you know, we have the Puritan instincts. And, oh, we can't do that. That's a sin. You know, no, it's not a sin for some people. To stay alive is not a sin. I wouldn't think so. No. God, that's so weird that people push their bullshit on you. I know, but it's... just That's your life. I have a different life than you do, it's, right? It's civilization out of control. It is. And that's a good way to put it, by the way. The civilization is... We are not all the same. When are we going to stop with that? Well, we, we believe, many people believe that everyone should be the same as they are. As they are, yeah. I mean, that, that <laughs> is the foundation of religion. It is, yeah, you're right. You know, we're doing the right thing, except if you're a, except if you're a Lutheran, the right kind of Lutheran. They are, that's why yeah. I've always said, if if I was born into another family, 
I'd take the Lutherans because their attitude, the, uh, the ones that we have in Minnesota anyway, because yeah. there are various branches, there's orthodoxy in every religion. Oh, absolutely. But the Lutherans, man, they're just like, you know, we believe in this Jesus thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And they really truly believe in it, that, yeah. you know, that, that Jesus, you know, washed the feet of the lepers, that he fed the poor, that he tended to the ill. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that carries over. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Yeah, I just, that whole, what I loved is, oh, what are you? Oh, well, I'm Lutheran. Well, what kind of Lutheran? Yeah, right, what kind? Yeah. It's like, what do you mean, what kind? And I, I didn't know this. Yeah. Well, I can't hang out with that Lutheran. I'm a Missouri Synod Lutheran. <laughs> right. They're different. They are like, different. Yes. What? It is true. But it's like... It's just like comparing the Orthodox Jews to all the other Jews. Exactly. It's a different religion. It's totally different religion. You have nothing in common. No. But the name. They I scorn guess. you, and, and you know, eventually you probably get to scorn them. But you know, I had a, I had a good. Well, my my buddy Bargini's son Ben Ben yeah. lived down the street from me, so he was in the midst of the diaspora, and he moved because there were he had little kids, and there were a lot of little kids on the street, but they weren't allowed to play with his little kids. Oh, because they were. Well, no, because they they were they were in the case of Bargini. Italian although Catholics. it's an Ita- they were Italian Jews, Catholic Jews is what they were. Catholic Jews. That's what yeah, because Bar- yeah, that's what Bargini was. Yeah. And only Bargini could perfect being a Catholic Jew. God, I loved him. He, what a great he guy. Pulled it off, you know, man. He just he did. And every it's like you know, I would I would call him to wish him a Merry Christmas, and then he would call me. When when he, when he knew he had to remind me that it was Yom Kippur, because <laughs> you didn't remember, because I wouldn't know. That's I would believe that of you, absolutely. But he knew. But so you know, his it wasn't just that that the kids, the Orthodox Jewish kids, could not play with my with my buddy Ben Bargini's kids. It was it was just it was it was the attitude. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just the one thing, but it was a pervasive attitude. And so they, they moved uh, to a, a western suburb, and they were very happy. Well, I'm glad to hear Yeah, that. everything worked out fine, except that I no longer got to see the little kids who called me Uncle Mike. Oh. And that was a real loss. It's, oh, no, I understand that, absolutely. No, I mean, those kids, it I'd, would be, be. I'd be walking. I walked, I walked past their house. Every day on my walk. Now, I could have walked any other route, mm-hmm. but I walked that route because I wanted to go by the house and see their kids. And their kids, you know, we'd, I'd get within a block and they'd yell, it's Uncle Mike. Oh, and there's geez. nothing like that, especially if you don't have grandchildren, you know. 
Yep. That's, uh, those kids were, were the, the brightest part of my day. That's so wonderful. Yeah, they are. I mean, it is. That is a wonderful story, no question about it. I just, like, I, I really do miss Bargini. You played a lot of softball with him yeah. over the years. Yeah, football, touch football, football, touch yeah. football. Bargini, he, he was up for any sport. Any oh, he time. loved playing sports. Yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah. What did kill him, a heart attack? Well, no one knew for sure. So, oh, did you know he, how he but died? But the, the best guess is it was a blood clot. Oh, okay. I have other theories, but that was the best guess because he'd had, it was like, you know, couple days after he had knee surgery oh yeah okay. he had a knee replacement okay and it was he was the 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 tragic irony of the whole thing is he he saw that as something that would give him new life and because bargini and i walked in the summertime we walked every day around lake of the isles oh that's nice and it got to the point where he couldn't do it anymore because oh, really? of his knee yeah, oh yeah so yeah. Uh, I was really looking forward to him having the knee replacement, and so was he. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, you know, wanted to walk again, but he also wanted to play a lot of golf again, and he wanted, you know, because he loved he loved sports. Oh, well, he loved playing sports. So you know, and yeah. of course it was you know, it was what you would expect. It was a high school football injury. Was it really? That took its toll. God. So then he had he had the the surgery, and everything was supposed to have gone right, and two days later, he just collapsed. So blood clot is the oh pervasive, but we'll never know because they couldn't even get get to, you know no autopsy. They couldn't get anyone to do an autopsy. But he was so damn healthy looking his whole life. He looked very healthy, and he acted very healthy. <clears throat> and he acted I mean, very look, healthy. When, You're right. When, You're when, right. When he died, he he was he was uh, 71, and um, he couldn't. And he was sort of retired. But then he took on two other jobs. Oh, he did. So, yeah, okay. he, something to do. He was he was working for the Saints, you know. Well, uh, like, I didn't know like, that. He started out like as a ticket guy. I don't remember exactly what he wound up doing, but he worked for the Saints. So he was traveling from St. Louis Park to St. Paul, like in the dark, which I told him he should never do. Yeah. Uh, you know, that age you shouldn't drive at night, and um, and but but he was doing that, and then he was working at a he was getting up like at at four in the morning to work at a golf course. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's... God, Bobby, what the hell did you go die for, you pill? Oh, God. I, I'm still pissed. There's not a day when I don't miss him, and I don't miss Cannon, and I don't miss oh, my Cannon's brother. Oh, Cannon's a great guy. But your on brother. the other hand, they were three great people in their own way. Never met your brother. Yeah. Well, he didn't come out much. No, he did not come he out much at all. He didn't ever pull up the shades. And it all was based on what happened. Well, part of it's just the DNA because he yeah, had the depression yeah. DNA, which is, as I've said, is every every branch of the family tree has it on my mother's side. And a lot of people who killed themselves in one way or the other or who tried to. But then there were people on my dad's side, too, who were like that. So it kind of comes from their side, too, but mostly it comes from my mother's side. And my mother's DNA is, is very powerful. And my brother and I both resembled her Far more than we resembled my my dad, and my mother. It's you know, it's my mother where I got my sense of humor. It certainly wasn't my dad. No, that's he had really no sense true. of humor. You know, you look at that all that stuff that that your family and Bobby's family and our family, all the rest of it, the very distinct patterns. Now we yep. we put a stop to our pattern on our family because nobody in my family has been killed since my third uncle was murdered. Yeah. So that's good. The murder yeah. stopped for a couple of generations there, Andy. That's good news, don't you think? 
There's still time. <laughs> <laughs> Get somebody murdered out there. Yeah. Well, and I think it was, you know, I, I, I did the right thing in marrying uh, a woman who had none of those quick traits. Yeah. So that was a good thing. And my kids, I see... I see everything in my kids. I don't know if you do, but I see everything in my kids. I see their both their grandfathers. I see both their yeah, grandmothers. Yeah, I could see that. They don't happen to look like me, but on my mother's side, the the the, the DNA. Like I could go. I have. I've gone to like a family reunion mm-hmm. uh, from people on on my mother's side, and uh, a lot of people on my mother's side. They all look the same. Do they really? They all look the same. <laughs> That's hilarious. I just, well, look, I, you know, you talk about when, just a little re-reference here, talk about a belief in God and this happened for a reason and blah, blah, blah. I had not seen my Aunt Mary Ann in a couple of years because of COVID. Mm. She was in her 80s then. And so I couldn't go see her. I did go see her and had to talk to her through a window like oh, that man, one. so sad. So, you know, we put our hand on the window and yeah. we were actually touching one another, but pretending to and all the rest of it. Yeah. Well, what was that, Andy, about three months ago now? I said, why don't we go, let's go visit Aunt Mary Ann. Yeah, that's probably about right, maybe a little more. Yeah, three months ago. I said, oh, let's go, let's go visit Aunt Mary Ann. I haven't seen her in three years. I haven't touched her in four years, something or whatever. So we went and visited her, spent the day with her. It was the greatest and all the rest of it. Uh, everybody had a wonderful time, and I went over and leaned over. She was 90 years old. Mm-hmm. I leaned over and kissed her on the cheek, and I said, you know, I love you very much. And she said, I love you too, Tom. Mm-hmm. And then she died. Isn't like right then, or she died a couple of days later. Yeah. yeah, a couple of days. I just happened to think I better go see Marianne. Yeah, because I haven't seen her and I've been able to touch her in three years. Yeah, so I actually got that last deal. So once again, should I believe there's a God? Yeah, you know it's, that's another one of those deals. Well, well my friend Angry Arnold. He, Angry Arnold, I like him already. Angry Arnold. Uh, was we were talking about religion in general. He, of course, was Jewish. He had all the depression genes. <laughs> he had it all locked. And he had in. the drug genes. Oh God! There wasn't a drug. He, I mean, this was a guy. Oh God! He he was. You know, I've told you he was kicked out of everywhere he ever went. Yeah. I I've been with him on several occasions <laughs> when he was kicked out of a place. People just don't like. They just did not like angry. Oh, and he was always guy. angry. And and he you know he was uncouth. And uh, he uh, he just that's that's the way he was. Right. He told me that the reason he believed in God was because when his dad was dying, he got a call that his dad was dying, and he uh, got in his car and he rushed over to the hospital, and he prayed that that God would keep his father alive long enough so that he could say goodbye to him. And since his father lived long enough for him to say goodbye to him, and then his father died, mm-hmm. he believed that he believed in God for that. Well, see, and, I, and if you don't use it against other people, good right. for you. And of course, I mean, me being a very rational person, I I wanted to say, well, what about all the people who've had the same prayer? Right. And when they right. got to the hospital, their loved one was dead. That's true. But I I couldn't say it. <laughs> I just couldn't bring I myself know. to say it. And I mean, it would have been the wrong thing to say, obviously, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't have said it. Why can't they use it for good, though, instead of judging other people? I know, I know. It's like I'm special, and but you know, my brother, on the other hand, everything went wrong, yeah. polo, po- polio, and horrible depression, drug addiction. How old was he when he got polio? Uh, he he would have been five. 
Five years old. So he missed Jesus. he missed the Salk vaccine by Man. like maybe a month or two. But Jesus, I mean, I'm, t- I'm telling you, the un- if, unbelievable. You know, I always said like if if he was at a Twins game, which of course he would never have done, but if he was sitting there with forty five thousand other people and somebody threw a rock, it would have hit him. <laughs> oh, God. No, it's it's just I true. I know every bit of bad luck. That's, that's bad. what he had. He had the bad luck. Of that, he had the bad luck of running into a bunch of heroin addicts when he was like a tender age of 16. He had the bad luck of um, having my mother. I mean, i got to say it. Yeah. And she was a terrible, terrible influence. What year did he die? He died in 1999. 1999, because I knew you. I know when he died. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah, no question about it. So 20, 24 years now he's been dead. Yeah, you knew me because that wiped out about three years of my life. It did. But I will tell you, honest to God, Mike, this is the first time in a quarter of a century almost mm-hmm. you're that open about your brother. It gets a little bit easier. It does, but it's been 24 years. I've never heard you be so open about your brother. Yeah, I so couldn't. It's a good I, thing. I, well, yeah, because for most of the time I wouldn't have been able to talk about it. Oh, and now I, I can talk about it without going to pieces. No. Because now, well, you're kind of going. Well, now and I can think about. <laughs> well, yeah, a little bit. A little bit, but but, no. but now I think also I think about the good times I had with my brother. Yeah, that, see, that's the great thing. And you don't think about that for a long time. No, You I'm only sure, think yeah. about the horrible stuff. Yeah, you do. And I'm sure that's the same way you are with your brother. No, or brothers. I miss Troy a hell of a lot. There's no question about it. He just, he was something else. Yeah. You know, why don't we close the show with you tell a, a good, cute story about your brother, and I'll tell my favorite story about Troy. <laughs> well, uh, I, there's a lot of cute stories. I remember my brother, my brother was playing, my dad, my brother was not interested in sports much at all. Mm-hmm. For one thing, the idea of being part of a team was... Yeah, that's true. I mean, he couldn't grasp that. Right. Because he, he always felt alone. He'd have been a boxer. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it, it's funny you should say that because one of the great moments he had in his life, as everything else wasn't so good at all, was going to the gym and hitting the bag. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That That's the kind of guy who would be a boxer. And my brother, who was not True. athletic, he just absolutely stunned me when he was at that heavy bag. <laughs> he had the rhythm down. He had everything yes. down. All the anger pouring out of him. Yep. And, I mean, it was wonderful. That, that That's just one of many stories. When I think of my brother doing that, I, you know, it just gave me great pleasure to see that. I love it. That's yeah. a great story. Yeah. So, Troy, I'm golfing out at the... Uh, out in Ramsey, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We're playing a round of golf, and, and the cart girl, who was a very pretty young woman, yeah, was bringing around the drinks and that and all that stuff, and she'd talk to Troy, and Troy was a handsome young guy. She'd have a little, and a couple of holes later, all of a sudden she's back again, and <laughs> she's talking to Troy some more, and blah, 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 blah. And she was obviously attracted to Troy, and Troy found her to be attractive as well. So on the 16th hole, she said, okay, well, you know, I, I suppose I better head out. And, uh, you know, but I um, I just wanted to come by and say, uh, you know, hello one more time. And I hope I, I see you again sometime. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, what, wait a second. Wait a second. And Troy was not an arrogant guy at all. He was just very funny. Yeah. He goes, well, wait a second. I mean, I've noticed on the last, you know, hour, hour and a half, we've been talking quite a bit and getting to know each other a bit uh, more as time goes by. So I, I just want to ask you, are you kind of, in, in your own way, are you kind of hitting on me? Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, yeah, I suppose I am. 
And he says, get in line, sister. Oh, no, <laughs> no. But I, I think they did. He meant right, it as a right, joke, and right. she got it. She got the joke oh. pretty much right away. Well, that so. sounds like a bar. <laughs> A Barnardian comeback. It kind of does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, get in line, you pain in the ass. All right, that's. You know what? I'm glad we did the show today, like we, we did, because maybe people could could learn something that, you know, there's misery in life, but you got to get through it. And go, hating other people based on it is not a good idea. Just you doesn't know? work. It's it's not no, the remedy. It's not the remedy. Hating hating others because it didn't happen to them is not the answer. No, it just makes you more miserable. And you know what? True. After my brother died, and, and for those who haven't figured it out, he did kill himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a lot less angry. Yeah. Because I had to face the fact that anger just doesn't work. No. Nope, he's gone. I mean, I'm sure you noticed that. In they're me. gone. Troy's gone. Yeah, I noticed that, and you absolutely I did. Your brother's gone. Yeah, they're gone. And, Troy's gone. And all you can do is maybe pay a tribute to them by uh, by just living a uh, a more useful life yeah. by no, loving no. your your the people around you maybe just a little bit i mean we couldn't love our children anymore no, but, but one thing i could possible. do is i could devote more time to them well, nothing wrong with that. I spend as much time as I can with my family. Yeah, I do too. That. Now, of course, my my kids don't want to be around me anymore. Well, you know, but that's just... Well, and not as much. But know. I don't either, and I do it anyway. Well, of course. Yeah, you know, I don't want to be around you, but I, you yeah. know, I throw you a bone now and then. Well, you know, it's it's the charitable side. That's that's the Catholic, the good Catholic side. Yeah, there you go. Alms for the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah.